Good morning, it's Christine DiGiacomo, and today I just might offend you. I've entitled this on spiritual growth, not for the faint of heart. One other thought keeps creeping in as we talk about spiritual growth. Is there any room? When I decide to get physically fit, I must make room in my life for exercise and giving attention to proper nutrition. Those things take time. I mean, really, do you invite God in and then give him what? A little corner of yourself? Come on in, God. Change me. Grow me. I've given you this little bit of myself. So come on. Perform. That's what so many of us do. And then we wonder why nothing really seems to change. You see, practicing spiritual disciplines like Bible study, even praying in earnest, is great. But I think it would be easy to miss out that what God really wants is our heart. He is not really interested in just a little corner. He wants all of us. Maybe we fall backwards in our spiritual walks because we either fail to give him our whole hearts from the get-go or we just keep knocking him off the throne and putting ourselves, our wills and wants, back in charge. In the last year, we have discussed several times the problem with contemporary Christianity. It just isn't very Christ-like in many respects. I think that is because we Christians are not a terribly committed lot. Note to self, the first Christians did not name themselves. People who knew them gave them that name because they were little Christs. That is to say, they lived like Jesus. I'm wondering who watches my life and says, she is Christ-like. And you? Do people observe your life and know you follow Jesus? I don't know, it's just a thought. We are committed to the extent that it suits us, maybe to what is visible to others, but not to where it would inconvenience us. You know what I'm talking about? Jesus taught that following him would be costly. He did not teach that it would make us popular or prosperous. So should you choose to just dabble in Christianity, that is okay. But honestly, that is all it will be. Just okay. Plus, I'm not sure how interested God is in our fragmented self we offer. After all, God sent the most he had. The most he could give. The best he had. His one precious son. Jesus said the greatest command was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He did not say, love God with this little leftover portion of yourself that you have allotted to to God or spirituality, as folks like to say now. Let's examine and test ourselves and see whether we are in the faith. That's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13. We might ask ourselves, what do we spend most of our awake hours thinking about? On what do we spend our money? Where do we serve God and others? John, in Revelations 3, wrote this. Speaking for the Lord, I know your deeds, that you are neither hot, excuse me, neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. God is going to spit us out of his mouth? The word spit in Greek here connotes gag, hurl, wretch. Now we read that sentence with that in mind. Now, if we obey the greatest commandment to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength, how could our lives possibly reflect a lukewarm Christianity? They couldn't, of course. Fact is, many of us, if we're honest, would say we feel like this guy. I'd like to buy $3 worth of God, please. 
not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a cup of warm milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of him to make me love a black man or pick beets with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want the warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy three dollars worth of God, please. Many of us believe we have as much of God as we want right now, a reasonable portion of God among all the other things in our lives. Most of our thoughts revolve around other things in our workaday worlds, right? But the fact is, all of this will pass away, yet our souls will remain. So nothing should consume us more than our relationship with God. God is not someone who can be tacked onto our lives. And after all, it is about eternity, and nothing compares with that, my friends. So as we embark on this new year, I challenge you to give yourselves wholly over to God. Simply tell Him something like this. God, I let so many things crowd you out. I get lost in the details of my schedule and demands. I would like to know you more, and I'd also like to know how to love you more. Could you show me? On this day, I, you can fill in your blank, but since I'm saying it, I, Christine DiGiacomo, surrender my life to you. I want to live for you. So show me how to be a fully devoted follower. Amen. Found a song that um, really just um, always speaks to me. It's by a guy that I love and who uh, is the real deal, a guy named Gary Ray, and I hope it it speaks to yours just as it does mine. It's called Yours is the Kingdom. If you want to see the YouTube video, um, when you go to pastorwoman.com and you look up the morning briefings, again, this one's titled On Spiritual Growth, you can click on the link and even uh, see Gary uh, when he sings it. It's fabulous. Okay? Bless you.
Yours is the kingdom. The power.